Hello, my name is Michael McMaster, and this is my podcast called An Open Mind. As you know, I have been gone for a while. Um, I'm not quite sure how long it's been, maybe two months or something. I don't really know. Um, so I have an interesting story to tell. And the main reason I've been gone is that I have had, have, whatever, brain cancer. And um, so this started a while back and um, about, mm, I still don't have a lot of all my memory (laughs) for some reason, but probably about um, two years ago, I started to notice that something wasn't quite right. And, um, but that wasn't a brain cancer. And so I would sort of like wake up and I'd have like sort of bruises on me. And I wouldn't understand, you know, where they came from or, you know, how I got them or whatever. And uh, I had this new friend then and um, and she sort of noticed it, you know. So then, so, th- so that went on and I didn't sort of look right kind of thing. But um, I didn't really know that anything was wrong, but I sort of knew something was wrong. And so then about... Hmm, I sort of guess at these times, about seven weeks ago, I think it was, um, I collapsed. And so they, I live in San Diego, and so they took me by ambulance to um, Palomar Hospital here. And there were spaces of time where I don't know what happened because I wasn't sort of really conscious kind of thing. So they took me to Palomar Hospital and they had me there. I don't know for how long. I don't know whether it was two hours, four hours, six hours, I don't know. And they decided that there was nothing they could do for me. So they put me in another ambulance, I believe, and took me to UC San Diego. And um, and I was there. And so they take me in there. And I don't know this, right, because I'm not, I'm conscious, but I don't really know what's going on. So I remember lying in this room and looking around and I couldn't tell what anything was. And I was convinced that these people had kidnapped me. I'm thinking, okay, now why did they kidnap me? This is what's going through my head, right? And I'm looking around. And then people would come in to me and they would say, do you know where you are? And I'd go, no. Do you know who you are? And I'd go, no. And do you know why you're here? And I would go, no. And I didn't. I had no, no recollection of anything at all. The only thing that I knew is that I was like alive, but I didn't even really realize that I was alive because I, I was right in the moment because my brain knew nothing of my past, nothing about what I'd think about in the future. It only knew that I was there wherever that was and I didn't even know where that was. But here's the funny thing about it is that I was so happy. And, you know, obviously I'm talking to you, so I survived that part of it anyway. And I realized because my brain had no recollection of anything and I was perfectly happy. And then um, I, um, I guess on like the fourth day or something from what I, I was in ICU, on the fourth day, um, I heard a Beatles song in my head. I think it was a song called something. No, not, not outside, it was in my head. And I realized I was alive. 
And then I saw, because I live in San Diego, the logo for KPBS in my head, which is the public station. I knew I was alive. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm alive. And then things started to sort of come back to me. Like I'd sort of remember things. Then they'd come in and say to me, do you know where you are? And I'd go, yes, I'm in a hospital. I can see that. Do you know why you're here? No, I don't, but you can tell me. (laughs) And so what happened, um, there's another part of the story that's really interesting. So what happened was I had a brain bleed that had been going on for about, they think about two years, maybe two and a half years. And it was the reason why I was sort of falling over and not even knowing it. And I'd wake up with bruises and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then um, about seven months ago, I think it was, not seven months, seven weeks ago, my right arm sort of stopped. It wouldn't function kind of right because I play guitar and, and whatever. So about two and a half years ago, I think, I had a brain bleed that started. And we don't know how that started. It could have been that I sort of fell. We don't know. And then they found this tumor inside my brain um, seven weeks ago or whatever. And um, it was in the place where, oddly enough, I'd had malignant melanoma when I was 14. And they'd cut away a mole there or something. And they, (coughs) excuse me, did a skin graft then, which you can, I mean, people who know me can see that. And they cut away all these glands. So then they didn't know, okay, you know, because I'm in my 60s, had that been there all that time? or But then they figured out by the pathology of the tumor that I had, had, have, whatever, um, that this was really aggressive, so it had only been there a short time. So this is why I haven't been on. The most astonishing thing, they didn't expect me to live. Um, in the four days, five days, um, my signs, vital signs and everything like this were way off the charts. And so they weren't expecting me to to live, right? And so all of a sudden, everything started to change. They couldn't get me stable enough even to do surgery on me. Then all of a sudden, something changed, and they decided to do surgery. So they went in, and they got the tumor out, and they got all of it, but they had to leave little parts there because if they cut these little entrails, I call them, they'd damage my brain. And so they decided to leave them and probably do some kind of radiation or something, you know, probably soon or whatever um, to kill that. Um, how do I feel? I feel phenomenal because I don't have my brain bleeding as it was before. Um, I have not a lot of recollection um, of the past, um, believe it or not. I'm sort of happy about that. But I feel phenomenal and... <laughs> There's some very, very interesting experiences in this for me because, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And um, I, I know some of you who are listening to this have had experiences of, um, you know, loved ones visiting you, like when they've passed away and, and all this, you know. And so, um, so I had a couple of experiences there and I sort of know the time frame because my hair up until like, you know, six weeks ago was longer. Now my head shaved. They had to saw my head open on the left hand side. So from sort of near the front going to sort of the back, 
they had to use a saw and cut my skull open to get in there to be able to get the tumor out. They got 100% of the tumor anyway, and it was extremely aggressive tumor. So I have this sort of cut in my head, <laughs> but the sort of my hair sort of growing back a little bit now. And so it's sort of, so that healed really quickly. And, you know, they kept coming in looking at me because they couldn't believe I was alive, you know. So you, you know, a lot of you have obviously listened to my podcast and I think very differently. I understand life in a very, very different way as to a lot of the way that a lot of other people. Oh, the other thing, you know, um, I couldn't really talk um, at all. I couldn't spell anything. Like you could show me a word, you could write it on a board in front of me, and I couldn't tell you what it was. I mean, I would look at it, like the word good, say G-O-O-D. I'd look at it and I couldn't tell you what it was. You would show me something, you know, like a guitar, and I couldn't tell you what it was. I could see the shape, and my brain is searching for the word and what it is, and it, it couldn't find anything. And this is what I mean by living right in the moment. Believe me, I was right in the moment, because I couldn't relate to anything. And I was so happy because I couldn't relate to anything, right? <laughs> then when I started to relate to things, I started to become not depressed, but not the same, because I'm going... Oh my God, I have this problem here and I have this over here and I have this here because my brain started to sort of kick in and I started to realize these things. And that was such a lesson for me to live in the moment because that's all I can do now. Because to be honest with you, I could still drop dead, right? So um, I live completely in the moment. Nothing bothers me. Nothing worries me because I know um, because they think I had a seizure well, they said I did, first of all, um, and that's sort of what I remember kind of thing, where this unbelievable pain in the top of my head and I just collapsed on the floor. Now they're saying they don't think it was a seizure, they think it was a tumor pushing up against the brain. But it's taught me to live in the absolute moment. I can, cannot tell you how freeing that is to, to live that way. Um, because you realize, because I was so close to death, I actually died, and I'll tell you about that. Whew. Anyway, when you learn to live in the moment, the way I do now, you realize how trivial everything is. When you come to the face of death, the way I did, you realize how trivial everything is and how we make up these stories about things that we play out that mean absolutely nothing. When you are in that situation that I was in, you know what means something. You know what has true value in life. Okay, I just need to check the time. Yes, so you have a different understanding about everything. My understanding about life now and how I live is completely different. Um, I could be alive another month. I could be alive another 20 years, 10 years, five years. I don't know. And I actually sort of like it because I think I used to say on my podcast, I love living in the unknown. And I do. And this whole thing is completely unknown to me as to what will happen. But I've learned and to come to understand some things that are so profound. And I'm going to tell you what they are. You know, now you can sort of think about it um, um, yourself. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. So there was a four or five day period there 
when they couldn't do anything for me. Um, when I was at UC San Diego, who I have to say are the most wonderful people. I had the best people you could probably have. They're absolutely wonderful. I don't recommend it <laughs> to go and have that experience, but I can tell you that the people were just phenomenal. I mean, they had to give me steroids every four hours. I mean, you have no idea. Anyway, so there's this four or five day period there um, where they couldn't do anything and they're pumping me full of steroids and, and basically they're keeping me alive until they could figure out, is something gonna change? Is there something that we can do or whatever, right? So there's, there's that period of time. I don't really remember too much about that period of time um, sort of at all, but but this is what happened. So somewhere, so right before this happened, my hair was longer, right? And so, and when they did the surgery and I came out of it, my head shaved. So I, I knew that. So somewhere in that four-day period, I sort of, I, I don't know what I don't know what the word is. Come to, I didn't come to, but I, I become aware. And I, I was aware that I was standing somewhere. And I looked sort of like how I look now. And, all, and then I realized because of something, I'm not alive. I'm outside of my body. And I looked to the left and about 20 feet away from me was this man standing there. And he was not facing me, he was sort of looking straight ahead. And he looked like he was in his 70s. And I kept looking at him and I go, I know him. I know him. And I kept looking and, and then it came back to me. When I was 14, I had malignant melanoma, almost the same place, kind of, right? And it was, it was a mole and it had gone down through the glands and the side of my face and everything. And they went in and they cut it out, right? And they did a skin graft. Like those of you who know me, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so at that point in time, I was 14, they gave me a 3% chance of survival. Well, obviously I survived, I'm here. So there's this man standing there and I looked at him, I kept looking and I'm going, oh my God, that's the surgeon that saved my life when I was 14. He was 70 round about when I was 14. God knows what he'd be now, 100 or more. And I looked at him and I'm thinking, what's he doing here? And I thought, and then I started to realize what happened. And then I looked a little bit further to the left again, and I could see my body. I, I could see myself lying on this hospital bed. And, but my hair was longer and I realized, okay, this is in the period of time between getting to the hospital and um, before they did surgery. So I could see this and I'm going, but I'm alive. And I'm looking at my body laying on this hospital bed. And I'm looking at this man who'd already saved my life once. And so I felt that he was there because he had some hand in this as well. So then it's almost like I sort of went, I don't even know how to explain this stuff to you. I sort of went backwards somewhat, like walk backwards or zoom backwards, but I didn't. And all of a sudden I could see this whole picture of my life. I could see, you know, like when I was younger, I, I could see where I am now. I could see everything. And then I had this feeling that this is all meant to be. 
This is meant to be part of your life experience. And it made perfect sense. I'm going, this is all supposed to be. I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to go through this experience for whatever reason. It made perfect sense. And I realized that, you know, when people pass over to the other side, so to speak, they must have the same experience that all of a sudden their whole life makes sense because they can see it. And I've heard people say that, you know, when they pass over, their life flashes in front of them and they can understand it. Well, it was sort of like that in a way, but not 100%. But everything made sense to me. And I realized it doesn't matter. You're not in, nothing can hurt you. I was already outside of my body. I'm looking at my body that's lying there. And I and had the most peaceful feeling. And then I felt from this man, this older man, this surgeon, you know, Dr. McKenzie, that you will be okay. And this is before the surgery. I mean, I could have died. I mean, actually, I did die. That's when I was out of my body, right? And I go, oh, oh my God. And I have survived the surgery. Um, there's still some other stuff yet that has to be done, but I sort of had intuitive feelings or understanding on what to do for that. So this was my experience. It's completely mm, changed me. I mean, I love to learn lessons. I realize this about myself. I love to learn about life, the mysteries of life. I love mystery. I love to figure out how everything works. And I got a huge dose of it. Like, this is how it all works, Michael. Astonished. I am not the same person at all. Here's the other interesting thing. I mean, they sawed my head open, right, and, and put staples in it to put the skin back together on the top. I mean, it's huge, right? I had no pain at all, none. They'd come into me and they'd say, do you know where you are now? And I'd go, yeah, I'm in a hospital. I know where I am now. Okay, fine. And I'd do different things, you know, and, um, and they'd say, well, we're going to give you such and such for the pain. I said, I don't have any. And they'd just look at me. First of all, they couldn't believe I was alive that I'd pulled myself around in the space of 14 days where I could actually get up and walk because prior to that, I couldn't walk. I didn't have balance or anything. I just focused, 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 focused. And I got up and I walked. They put me in rehab for like 10 days. I did everything and I walked out of rehab. So in 21 days or less, I went from having a massive brain tumor, brain bleed, passing out, not knowing where anything is, who anybody is, or anything, not being able to walk or whatever, to up walking, complete memory, everything. And I'm going to tell you how I did it, not in this podcast, because I'm going to use all this time up, but I'm going to do another one, you know, quickly. I learned how to heal very quickly, because I understood a simple fundamental premise that you can all use to heal yourself doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I came back from death. It doesn't matter what it is. You can use it. And I'm, I'm not going to have enough time. And I'm sort of getting a bit tired. So um, that's the only sort of side effect that I have. You know, uh, I, I think it was seven days. No, maybe more than that. Ten days or 11 days, 12 days. No, it would it'd be less than that. It would be, I still have some memory problems. Within a week and a half, I was up walking five miles. I mean, they're, they're just standing there looking at me like, how did he do this? Um, so I'm sort of like a case study. <laughs> <laughs> of in, in of in, insanity, right? Because I am insane. So anyway, so maybe that's. Let me see. Yeah, I think that's all I want to say um, now because 
I need to think of some more stuff because it sort of comes back to me. Um, but that's where I've been. So I, I wanted to put a podcast out because I've been getting emails from people. Where are you? You know, what are you doing? This is it. So I understand that this was meant to happen to me. It's part of the larger plan of my life to help me learn about healing, learn to overcome things, and to show what the possibilities are of who you are as, a, as an entity, a spirit, because that's what I'm all about. And so I didn't particularly want it this way, <laughs> to come this way, but it did, and I've conquered it. There's still some little entrail things. You know, my brain, they were cutting it, and they said, um, they cut the, the tumor out, but they left these little entrails in there, they said, because if they were to cut any further, they'd damage my brain. And so we have to deal with the little entrails, you know. But um, um, but the major part of where I could have died and everything like that, I got through it. So I know a lot of you were praying for me and healing, and I could feel it. I could feel it. Everything is energy. You feel everything. So, so that's where I've been. So anyway, so probably in a few more days, I'll give you more of the story. Um, the most astonishing thing was being out of my body and, and standing there looking at, and I wasn't looking at myself, but I knew it was me. And I'm looking at myself lying on this hospital bed, perfectly still. I didn't know whether I was dead or not. But um, one of the things I came away with, with this, there's nothing to fear. You know, because people are afraid of dying. They don't know what's going to happen. And there's nothing to fear at all. It's just a continuation on of a greater story that is your life, that is the expression of the universe. It stuns me. I mean, I'm highly intuitive. I mean, you know, I can pick up on things. But this experience, if I, if somebody had told me about this, would you want this experience? But this is what you have to go through. I would have still said yes. Give me that experience. Because what it's given me and what it's taught me, I couldn't get anywhere else. It's impossible. You have to go through something like this. But anyway. Okay, so that's enough of me today. This is my podcast. And um, so probably in another few days, um, because I sort of remember more stuff, you know, um, oddly enough. <laughs> And um, I'll talk more about it um, because it's worthwhile. I think it's worthwhile information. So anyway, so my name is Michael McMaster. And yes, I'm still alive. And this is my podcast. And I will get back to you again soon. Thank you.